Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week we are going to be reliving the Battle of Britain with a RAF-inspired and plane-inspired beer that is Spitfire. Um, that's made by the Shepherd Neem Brewery. But first, Rich, got a bit of a hot topic for us. Well, I suppose I suppose I'll bring us a bit more into the future, away from away from World War Two, um, and and the Spitfire plane. But we're going to go for something a little bit more up, uh, up to date, and we're gonna we're gonna revisit Goose Goose Island, uh, which which was spoken about before, uh, and talk about I suppose their 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 new collaboration that's been thrown out. I suppose it'd be a bit of an unusual collaboration. Okay. Probably, yeah. It's it's not you like normally you'd maybe get a collaboration between a between a beer and a type of food or a manufacturer of that sort of thing. But we've we've gone for a collaboration between a beer and a band. Okay. Now, Goose. Now, wasn't this a similar situation where you were trying to get hold of Goose Island's work with Cadbury or Mars or something? What was it? It was. It, so it was the Cadbury's cream egg. Yeah, and that was made Stout by Goose in collaboration with Goose Island, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this time, me being the whiz that I am, or I've got far too much time on my hands, uh, I actually managed to get hold of this collaboration, and there was only a thousand four packs made of this collab beer, uh, and it came, it came, it came, it came in this morning. So the collaboration is Goose Island um, with Blossoms. Uh, I suppose the 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 indie rock band. That is out there. Oh, not the flower. Not the flower, no. <laughs> That's where my moment. <laughs> I think there also might be a negligee brand called Blossoms as well, but just, you know, turn it out there. You'd know, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of the Blossoms, and, th- and this is their charity beer that they've, that they've created, and this is going towards uh, it's a Stagehands charity, and that was it's a charity all dedicated towards people who were put out of work during COVID in like the entertainment business, oh, of um, bit musical, yeah. theatre, anything like that. So all, all money made from this beer is going towards that. Um, and I, I paid I, I paid a fair bit of cash for four cans of this. It came to well, okay. Can we can we guess how much you paid for this? Okay, so this will this will include postage and packaging to get it to me. How, um, so, how, how many milliliters of the cans as well? So they're they're four forty milliliter cans. Okay, so they're the bigger cans. Okay, the bigger cans, and I I it's for four of them. Okay, I reckon I reckon you paid for four cans of four forties plus delivery, fifteen quid. Yeah, I was going to go about there. No, not fifteen. We've gone, Bob's. So what were you well, going to say? Only I was going to go. I don't know, it just looks like a very, it looks like a, an executive style can. I was going to maybe say, all right, yeah, maybe you've gone for, or maybe maybe it's took, taken you up to about 18. This, it's a good can. So um, it's £25 Ooh. it cost me for four cans. Uh, oh, you, you nice, wow. kind, charitable man. <laughs> oh, that's very good yeah. for charity. That's your ch- charitable taxation Right off for the yesterday year. That's, that's the, all the charity I'm going to do this year. Taste every um, drop of the good you're doing there. So it's <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a hoppy tropical, um, noisy. It's saying West Coast IPA coming in at five point eight percent, and it's called the Skate Brew SK Brew. Um, take two, which is which is in so. I'm going to quickly crack it open and I'm going to give it a cheeky sip before we continue on, just just to give you my quick verdict. But I'll do a proper live one at a later date if that if that sounds okay. As a man who doesn't listen to any music post 2004, who are these blossoms? Do we like them? 
The, we do. They're, they're really, really good, no, mate. I would definitely give them a listen. Modern band, is it? I'll give them a try. Why not? Do they know anything you know called what? Daft Punk? <laughs> they're, they're the new lot, aren't they? I think I've got. I think I've got a vinyl for them actually. They've just retired of Daft Punk, didn't they? Actually, it was quite big. Yeah. Scores on the doors. You know what? You know what, gang? I would. I would give this one a go. Now, if 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 you can get your hands on it, there was only a thousand of these made. So I'm definitely going to... Ah, hence the price. Okay. Yeah. There's only a thousand of them made. Um, I'll probably keep one can sealed. Why not? Because you never know. It might be worth a pretty penny or two in the future. But um, you know what? I will will drink all of these. They're nice. So jump up onto the Goose website if they've got any left. uh, And definitely buy yourself some. After, presumably you've got to do that after you've sold a kidney to to, <laughs> <laughs> to get the bank balance in order first. And, and Rich, given that you've said that you won't open this one, maybe this will become the second in your collection of your collection of beer that you need to drink within a year of purchasing. Yeah. <laughs> so similar to your Faxi, uh, or what's it called? Foul. How do you pronounce it? Faxi beer? Yeah. The big one. The big boy. The big boy. Yeah. yeah. Faxi. Facts it, yeah. That wine lasts I've, a lot yeah, longer. I've, yeah, I've really, I've really just got to stop collecting beer. It's, it, no, no, honestly, I think beer is the perfect tool or, or a thing for someone who's got short-term memory loss because you have to drink it within a year anyway. So, you know, you just drink the content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this week we're going to talk about a staple amber ale here in the UK, Bitfire. Now, so it's been around... Uh, and I will say this very, it's been around since the 1990s, which doesn't sound that very long. It's brewed by Shepherd Neem, which is the oldest brewery in the UK. Uh, you know, they're well known now for, you know, hotel chains, restaurants, bars, all the, you know, all likewise. All, all uh, Ken- Kentish, aren't they, Shepherd Neem? They're, they're, um, in the Garden of England. They are. They're in where I've, I've recently moved to, my, my neck of the woods, I would say. And, um, Spitfire specifically was created in the 1990s to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Battle of Britain. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, hence the name, because the Spitfire was the... Um, well, actually, so I think it was a bit of a misconception. Spit, Spitfire ended up being kind of uh, the aircraft that was known for uh, the Battle of Britain. I, I think before, it was actually the Hurricane that was, was used by the RAF quite a lot, wasn't it? And then the, the Spitfire sort of came in, actually performed really well, and then became... And and the Spitfire, the, the plane itself is 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 a British icon, isn't it? Oh, it's that's. It's, I mean, you can see it on the label itself. That silhouette of the wingspan. You know, this the Spitfire is iconic in that kind of like graphic. You know, kind of like silhouette. But you're right. Like if you're talking about who actually won the Battle of Britain, the Hurricanes did the numbers. You know, when it comes down to downing planes, German planes and stuff. Can I can I, can I just drop a a Spitfire actual plane and beer related fact? Go on. For you guys yeah. that I think is quite good. So so the Spitfire, I've just I was just perusing an article, but the Spitfire was used uh to drop beer kegs to the front line. Really? Uh for the soldiers as it was a as it was a I I literally just googled nice. it and it just popped up but as a but as a luxury item that was quite good and there were certain breweries um that basically donated kegs to be dropped to the soldiers on the front line so they could have their so they could have a tipple. Yeah, you want them and everything like that and that was done by the Spitfire. So 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 not related to the ale but I thought a pretty cool beer related fact. Yeah. I suppose you wanted to be the pilot on that mission not only <laughs> the, the, the double reason there. Obviously it's quite a nice job also dropping off beer for the troops. 
troops at the front line, but also, I suppose, not flying on a mission where you, you're getting gunned down by the Luftwaffe would, would be like a bit of a treat as well, wouldn't it? But um, that put me in mind, I think it's in one of the one of those recent movies about, um, well, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be 1917, it must have been Dunkirk, but they mention it as well, because Joe, you mentioned the the silhouette, but one of the most iconic things about it is is the sound of the Spitfire. For anyone who's not, um, I mean, I wouldn't describe myself as an aircraft buff, um, but there's also a really distinct sound that they make, which I think is the Rolls-Royce Merlin engine. Um, and so if you are into them, I think there are about 60 or so um, Spitfire planes still actually sort of uh, um, that, that can fly and that sort of thing. They make a really, really distinctive noise, which made them made them really popular as well. Yeah. Rich, can you maybe give us a sample of what that noise was? What, the noise, the noise of the noise of the Spitfire. <laughs> I thought about it, but yeah, the the, the Merlin engine, please. Yeah, 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 we need it. Spot on. So, as, so as you guys all know, I, I'm also as well as a beer expert. I'm a car expert because I've watched every single episode of Top Gear. So um, <laughs> they have many Rolls Royce. That, that basically is all you need to qualify as a mechanic. I'm told yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I'm pretty much Jeremy Clarkson. I'm expecting so, to see um, you on Drive to Survive next series. <laughs> yeah, me and Max Verstappen, best friends. But um, yeah, I know Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> God, so, we're still waiting for this noise. So I believe I believe the engine sounds a bit a bit like this. It could be a few octaves here or there, but we'll we'll just go for it. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, that is the unmistakable sound. Of, no, that, uh, I think that was the crazy frog, actually, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so good. Ming, 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 ming. That was very good. Right. Well, I'm going to take. I'm going to rip it back to. Um, we'll talk about Spitfires in a second. We'll come back and we'll talk about the, the brewery and the beers. But I want to talk about Shepherd Neem a little bit more. So it claims to be, and you know, quite rightly, is the oldest brewery in the UK. Uh, English independent brewery, I should say, specifically. Uh, it's been based in the market town of Faversham, Kent, for over 300 years. 323 years, to be specific, because it's, it, 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 it's official established date is 1698. However, and I caveat that, that the commercial, the, the, the town records show that there was a commercial brewing occurring on that site of the Faversham, you know, brewery since 1573. Wow. Yeah, that's like fairly impressive. And you might know that 1573 was the the final year of the Ottoman-Venetian War that lasted from 1570 to 1573. Not the Venetian War. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. Were we talking yeah. about who that could, earlier? Who could forget? Before we, before we hit record, was how the Venetian War happened. I mean... God, I mean, it was so big. I mean, we were just talking about it. About how, this is the reason why Cyprus has this uh, Italian influence because that's at the end of that peace treaty. It no longer was Ottoman influence. It was now owned by by Venice. But oh, gosh, honestly, blimey, takes me back. <laughs> I'm gonna get a fact. I'm gonna find out whether if uh, Spitfire and I have something in common or not. Bear with me. More news on that as it develops, folks. <laughs> right. Really weird. He so just reminded me. That's the world worst cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, mate. Before we no, before we go back to our our, our man in the sky, that is Barber. Um, 
So, Travis, talk to me about Spitfire Amber Ale and your and your thoughts on it. So, I, I'm I've, I've I've been thinking back to whether I've tried Spitfire before, and I definitely have. It was always one of those points, you know, when you walk into an Asda or a Tesco and they do like the three ales for a fiver or something like along those lines. And okay. I definitely went through a period of my life where I was just buying as many different ales as I could to try uh, to become the beer expert I am. <laughs> but um, it was... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep dropping it in there. I, okay. I, I'm going to say, this This is the third episode in a row where you've mentioned about being a, a beer expert. On what grounds do you give yourself this beer expert title? Yeah. Uh, like, I believe I have a podcast that talks all about beer. <laughs> you don't wear the badge uh, that often these days, I notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I made you the badge. Why aren't you wearing the badge? <laughs> Fine. Next time I will put the badge on. Um, but yeah, but back, but, but back to Spitfire. And um, I, I do remember buying it, but it's not something that I've ever kind of, you know, brought regularly or again. But, I, but I'm, I'm enjoying it as an amber ale. I think I think it's nice, it's smooth, and, and it's going down well. And I quite like the fact how steeped in history it actually is and how it's relating to something pretty cool. So, I mean, for us, I mean, for me anyway, Spitfire has been, I know I've known Spitfire for you know, the whole, entire time that I've been around. Um, obviously, because it was born in the 90s, I was born in the 90s, which is lovely. All 30 uh, years. Yeah, all 30 years. Um, yeah. And obviously, you can't not, if you're from England, you can't not know what a Spitfire is. Like, you know, you, you know what it resonates with. But... I, what I've always known it for is being a Kentish ale. And I, I don't understand or hadn't ever understood what a Kentish ale is because it's a certain class of beer. It just means it's a, an ale that comes from Kent. But these guys have pioneered that phrase and have put it out there. And it makes total sense now you know that. It's like the Pandora's box has been lifted. You know, like you've seen behind the curtain. You now know how and why Harry Potter was made in the way that it was. You know, how the magic happens. You know, it's just, it's just blown everyone's minds. I really, really like to think you used to lay awake at night going, why, why is it called a Kentish ale? Yeah. I just don't get it. And you're sitting there and there's people at work going, Joe, you look, you look really, really tired. And you're just so distracted because all you can think about is why it's called a Kentish ale. Well, this is the thing. And I'd never understood why Spitfire and Harvey's were the only companies that I knew of coming from the Midlands talked about Kentish ales. They're both from Kent. So obviously they're going to talk about Kentish ales. <laughs> Actually, no, Harvey's is technically from Surrey, but, you know, they, they deal a lot in Kent, so, you know. Well, is is it a Kentish ale, or is it an ale of Kent? <laughs> Do you know the difference? <laughs> my, uh, the listeners won't have heard my killer look there, as if to go, have you thought about that? Yeah, your eyebrows went far too high. What I was trying to figure <laughs> out. Oh, no, I'm sure the listeners are going, well, Barber, give us some facts on that statement. You've you've drawn us in. Stop teasing us, Barber, with these provocative questions. I know. Right? Oh, I'm a terror. I'm an absolute Tease. terror. I must admit. Um, I'm just actually checking. Right. So what de- uh, decides is which side. It, it really, it's not actually about beers. It's about um, uh, people who are born in Kent. Uh, you can either be a man of Kent or a maid of Kent. Uh, or you could be a Kentish man or a Kentish maid. Um, and it's to do with which side of the River Medway that you were on, uh, that, that you were born on, basically. Um, and I'm just trying to check which side, because I, I don't want to guess. <laughs> but I think because I was on the, uh, I was born in Maidstone in Kent, which is on the west side of the Medway, 
um, by all means, someone ring in and correct us on this. That makes me I'm that makes me a Kentish man, and I'm just checking for sure. <laughs> Who's ringing in? Well, again, you know the phone lines are really hot right now. With this. Um, but I'm just trying to bear with me. I'm still trying to confirm absolutely because I like believe your that. Like drive time radio, and it's six o'clock in the morning. Welcome <laughs> to the Bar Time Podcast. Yeah, I'm on the slot that sends people to sleep. That's, that's that one. But I'm assuming, my, my point is, I'm assuming that the reason it's called a Kentish is because it's also born or brewed on the west side of the Medway. Okay. Um, but I just want to go and double check. No, I, that makes sure, perfect but, sense. Because uh, so. the Shepherd Dean Brewery in Faversham is is that side. Um, whereas the, you know, I was talking about earlier about the the, uh, the Harveys, which is sorry, uh, it doesn't really refer to all their beers as Kentish. They might have one that's Kentish. So it's interesting. But I only know Spitfire as this amber ale, right? This is the one that's through and through. It's blue. And yet, when you look on their website, and I haven't, I must say this, I haven't come across this. They have a lager and they also have a golden ale. Oh, okay. Which, if I'm honest, I've never heard of these other, other beers from, uh, from Shepherd Neem Spitfire. I just know Spitfire as an amber ale. Right, so Spitfire, how many countries? It sounds like a you know a good old like knees up here in the UK. Obviously, we're like yeah, battle of Britain, celebrate the you know, which is fantastic. But how many do you think it exports? Well, is what I'm trying to get to. You know, it's a very English focused beer. You know what? Like we we the amount of British beers we've done and seem to export fantastically. Okay, and go about the place, but I just don't think this one does. If you had to put a number on it, how many countries do you think it exports to? I think it's going to be shockingly low. I say shockingly. How shocking? I'm going to say, it's, I'm, well, three. I, I think it's going to be less than 10. Okay, less than 10. And you've gone three, Travis. Yeah. Bear in mind, you thought Corona exported to seven countries. <laughs> it's gone the other way. We're going to now turn around and it's actually 198 or something like that. <laughs> so Spitfire Amber, Amber Ale actually exports to 40 countries. Which I was okay. very surprised yeah. by. Okay, yeah. So actually, I'm looking at the label a little bit more, and there's some like fancy-looking icon at the bottom of the label. Now, Rich, do you have a little bit on this? I do. I believe that's called the Royal Warrant of Appointment, which is just a pretty fancy way of saying that um, basically goods and services that um, the senior members of the British royal family um, grant to say that, that they're okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no, I that one I always, uh, the, particularly with the three, it's not like feathers, is it? But I always associate with the, that with the Prince of Wales. It's Prince Charles's thing, the, that particular seal, is it? I'm, yeah, so I'm it's, sure. it's basically the Royal Seal of Approvement. I believe there's one of the, we've got a marmalade, has it? I can't remember which fancy marmalade has the Royal Seal of Approval. But it's basically going, the Royal Family say, this is all right. This is the stuff, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well, that would probably, I guess, make uh, more of the sense for where it does export to. I'm cu- I'm curious as to what like, we haven't got time to do the whole list. But I'm curious as to where as to where it, it does get exported to because I kind of feel like um of, of countries that are like particularly interested in in British heritage. I'm thinking that like China and Japan a little bit and and, and maybe yeah. out in in, in um, Southeast Asia possibly. But it also goes a bit further than that as well. Like it it. it as well as like being able to package up and sell like Britain to the world, it actually goes into that it actually is a protected beer. 
So very similar to how champagne is protected in the champagne region, how when you go to places in France, you know, you get DOC as like on labels, uh, where it's basically like a, a you know, a, a, you can only get this product from this specific place and we've gone through all the check marks to be in this place. So by being royal warranted, that means you can only get a Kentish amber ale from Spitfire. So, yeah, it's a bit like the three of us are all from the beer podcast regions of England. Uh, otherwise, this would just be sparkling hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't, that's what this podcast would be. I love, I love your, I love your phrase of sparkling, as if we're like dressed up in all these like fantastic sequins, outfits. Sequins everywhere. <laughs> we are sparkling, darling. It's only the most fabulous podcast out there. Yeah, only the most fabulous. Um, so I'd say overall, I mean, okay, numbers wise, let me do some numbers. I'll, t- I will talk about numbers. Please do. We've been waiting. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat, literally. So. <laughs> No, you mean figuratively. <laughs> no, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it, I'm, before you do the numbers, I'm going to say, because also it's not fit for publication, but for the listeners, a little bit of... Have some homework, guys. Go and check out or find out wherever you can the story about... So Spitfire, obviously, is the uh, was the, the, uh, a prominent plane in the, in the Battle of Britain. Go and find out the story about the old fighter pilot. Uh, so it was attributed to a couple of different people, so I don't really know who originally said it. But the story about the Spitfire pilot uh, and his encounters with um, the German planes, which were called Fokkers and Messerschmitts. Have a look at that story uh, in your own time. Uh, I think so you, can, you can't read out the you can't read out the story on the podcast, is what you're saying. I, I don't I don't think we haven't the time anyway, have we? No, we don't. But that's I like that anyway. I like that nonetheless. It's Go the, and check out the story about Spitfires, Fokkers, and Messerschmitts. Uh, Fokkers, F-O-K-K-E-R-S. That's the one, yeah. I think they were Dutch, possibly. And the first Wasn't person... Wasn't there a Prodigy song that said Spitfire? Yeah, I believe it was called um, Spitfire. Was, yeah. <laughs> Probably not about the plane, literally spitting fire. It's good, actually. But, <laughs> but, well, as I said, it goes back to the, the Spitfire is iconic. You know, it, it's yeah. been around. It's, it transcends a lot of different, you know, different mediums, you know, from, from music through to storytelling. Uh, you know, we, everyone kind of knows a bit about what a Spitfire is, or at least would know its importance because we talk about it a lot here in the UK. It's important with the Battle of Britain. But numbers-wise, so on Instagram, they have 3.5k followers. And on Twitter, they have 8.5k followers. So, again, I would say you have to try and sample a Spitfire Amber Ale, because it is the classic, it's the quintessential, exported to 50, 40 countries. I am yet to try the Golden Ale and the Lager, so I'm not going to comment on those, because I definitely want to taste those first, especially given that they say that Spitfire's Lager is the Lager of the UK, which is a bold claim given that they are nowhere near the levels that Carling and Foster's are when it comes to being actually the lager of the UK. Look, we've, we've, yeah, it's not the one that jumps to mind. We've, we've, we've also had arguments and debates over when they call themselves the original of the lager, the best that there is. It's just, we will try it and then I will. I, w- I will make the decision. <laughs> we get the final say. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Rich does. <laughs> I do. I get the, I get the final say. So, I'm sorry for overstepping my mark there, there Rich. I, I defer to your knowledge. Rich, give us the engine noise again. 
<laughs> I was really hoping you'd do something that's like not even engine just going <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast and so from me Joe Rich Barber and Simo goodbye don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter I'll Try That podcast.com and watch us on YouTube goodbye now